You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. This episode of Hot Tag is brought to you by... Man, I feel totally sluggish today. Here, Matty Ice, why don't you try this? What's this? It's a super kick energy drink. It's got more super kicks than a Young Bucks match. Bang! This is Matty Ice, one half of the real tag team champions, the Beer City Boys, and you're listening to the Hot Tag on the Anchor Network. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the Beer City Boys. As always, I'm Matty Ice, and to my left is the Axeman, live and in color, once again. What's up? Axeman, it's been a good week for you, right? Or a good weekend, I should say. Yeah, I think so. Um, I could do without the rain. But, uh, yeah, starting the next chapter, the old life cycle. That's right. And, uh, yeah, now I'll have uh, more time for more wrestling, so better for the podcast. Right, better for the podcast and uh, better for me, because I just lost my cable. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There, I'll have to... Uh, I'll have to show you some of the apps I got for uh, catching up on wrestling. Um, YouTube's definitely a big one. Yep, yep. So, um... I, I caught up on my Daily Dose of Smackdown-ish. Oh, perfect. On YouTube, so... Perfect. Sort of. Um, yeah, and, uh... Yeah, I, follow, I get a lot of wrestling from uh, Twitter. Well, X now. Uh, and uh, Facebook, obviously. Right. And uh, believe it or not, uh, I get some stuff from TikTok too. So, okay. So yeah, so all sorts of avenues, but um, yeah, big wrestling news this week all around. Yeah. Um, what do you want to kick off? Um, I don't know. You got a spot? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, um, Billy Corgan has finalized his deal. With uh, the CW. Yeah. So uh, NWA Power will be on the CW. So that's nice. I think they have a free app that you can watch stuff, I think. Yeah. I'm not for sure. But yeah, it'll be that. And then I guess they're going to have a, another show that kind of follows them doing stuff in the in, behind the scenes and stuff. Yep. Yep. So that'll be cool. Good for him. I mean... That'll put a lot of exposure on uh, on them. The article I read, I, I think you maybe you sent it to me, but it said that they could potentially be the number three brand in America, but I think they're going to be number four behind Impact. Speaking of Impact. Yeah, did you see that too? I, I did. Yeah. Um, I caught it this morning. They're going back to TNA. Yeah, yeah after Bound for Glory uh, last night, their pay-per-view. They announced that they're going back to TNA, so so that'll be good. That'll be good. That's cool. Definitely a nostalgia thing. I wasn't, like, too hyped up that they were called Impact. I mean, I get it. You know, they rebranded a few times, gone through some changes and stuff, but they, uh, they're they definitely the company that doesn't die, that's for sure. <laughs> that's right. They just, uh, we'll, we'll say mellow out, <laughs> like, to a 
not even a mild roar. <laughs> yeah, and then they come back, yeah. And then they come back strong. Um, Which, you know, I'm kind of excited that um, I got rid of my um, my cable because now I can, if I want my Daily Dosa wrestling, you know, all I really have, well, I mean, I have the, the Peacock Network, but I can... Um, just flip on Impact and watch Impact. Oh, on Pluto, yeah. On Pluto. Yeah. No, that's cool that they have that channel. That's... Or Roku or every other streaming service. They're all the same. It's, sometimes they're just mixed up and sometimes one has a little more than the other. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I don't know if you knew, but the the Roku channel has uh, New Japan on there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I do I gotta find that? Yeah, I'll I'll show you it. Yeah, it's the way it's like programmed. Like it's like four episodes. Like I think like when I first started watching it, there was like four or five episodes that were like um, matches from like Wrestle Kingdom or whatever, and they weren't in shown in the order that they were on Wrestle Kingdom. They were like scrambled in there. So like episode one may have like an opener, a mid match, and then. A main, main, you know, like a main event, but it wasn't the main event of the show kind of thing. Yeah, that's how they always did it. Um, oh, when it was on... When it was on... Whatever channel that was, I can't remember. Yeah, because it was on that late at night, right? Or no, it was on the same channel that uh, Impact was on. Yeah. Axis. Axis, yeah, Axis, yeah. Yeah, so they kind of did that... Um, back when they were doing that stuff, so they would show, like, something, and then they would just run matches of it. Sometimes it was just, like, one 90-minute match or half-hour match or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. It's kind of cool. It kind of... It, it's definitely a good way to, like, figure out who the wrestlers are, kind of, you know, and, like, oh, I like this guy, or, oh, like, I like... And, like... To me, it's like a springboard into like, oh, like you know, if you're oh, I really like that Tanahashi match. Like, you springboard over to YouTube or something and look up some more matches or right. whatnot. That's uh, like Okada, you know. <clears throat> I mean, him and Kenny were having matches on that. Yeah, yeah, having stupid matches, right? Yeah, right. Them two, so, them two. You have, got introduced to those guys pretty good. <clears throat> them two have that weird chemistry where they just they're like in each other's brains the whole time. Yeah. Like telling a story. It starts out real slow and then gets really hard hitting at the end. Those are some really good matches. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so yeah, hopefully... Because that's... To, to kind of bring in the NWA thing with that, that's the only thing that holds back TNA is that they're not on like a... I mean, Axis... Because they're back on Axis, right? I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> and, like, that's not, like, a huge channel where, like, a lot of people have it where, like, everybody's going to have the CW, you know, it's a local channel. So, um, depending on when they put it on, and they'll probably put it on syndicate, you know, later at night, two reruns or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it'll probably be similar to what ROH was. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, you know. Um, and having ROH on the CW was great. I mean, they they had the episodes like three or four times a week, I think. Yeah, I think it was like... It was like the same ones, but... Yeah, it was like Friday night and Saturday night. 
for sure. That, yeah, it might have been even Thursday. Yeah, and so, then like Sunday <clears throat> midday. Yeah. Um. Which I I still feel that uh, Tony Khan messed up on that when he bought ROH. He should have got him back on local TV, because that was their bread and butter from the beginning. Um. Well, and then plus, I mean, he should have probably stuck with tradition of like having some of the best indie workers running it and not his AW Yahoo's. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless unless guys like Samoa Joe or something like that, you know, wanted to go back to ROH. Yeah, you had like a crossover episode. Right. You know, building for a feud for like some pay-per-views or something like that kind of makes sense, but <clears throat> for t- carrying titles and stuff like that doesn't make sense. Um, but speaking of, um, things that don't make sense, did you see, I just saw this this morning, I guess, CM Punk is back in talks with AEW, but this time it's, he's trying to get him to buy his contract out. No, I didn't see anything about that. Yeah, yeah, I saw this morning that he's trying to talk to... AEW and Tony Khan and stuff to try to I'm assuming he's still somewhat under contract for something I don't know if there's like some kind of clause or I thought they fired him so I was a little confused by this but um, I guess there's rumors swirling that he could be either going to um, Impact because Ace Steel is there now mm-hmm. or um, I saw a little article somebody had written now that NWA has this deal with the CW should they bring in CM Punk. Because everything's falling off the table between him and WWE. He's definitely not going there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't really like to see Punk go to NWA. Um, just because NWA is more like classic early 80s kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their setup. Because then he'll have no theme music, so, you know, he'll just walk out. Right, right. It won't be the cult of personality playing, you know? Right. But, I mean, that's the only reason why I wouldn't want to see him. Right, yeah, no, that makes sense. I I mean, when he comes out, I mean, I want to hear that cult of personality. Right, that's his his thing, pretty much, yeah. Um, I don't know, I think he could... See, because... from everything else I've read, that was his downfall in AEW is that he's gotten to, the, and I know we've definitely touched base on this, he's gotten to the point in his career where he wants to pass along his his knowledge and then some of these young guys, you know, think that they're the best of the best and they don't have to listen or take advice from anybody. Um, right. But I think if he were to get in that role with Impact, I think Impact's got some up-and-coming young guys that would definitely... In my eyes, I would hope would listen to him, and he'd maybe cool his jets. Where like, if somebody doesn't want his two cents, fine, whatever, forget him, and move on. I right. So, but um, like with the whole Jungle Boy setup, you know, with having them using a real glass windshield and Punk wanting safety glass, I don't see a problem with that. Like, no. Tell them, no, it shouldn't be real glass, it should be safety glass. 
you got to think about yourself. I mean, you can get seriously cut. And what happens if you cut the artery? Right. You know, and then you bleed out right there. Yeah, I get it. I get it there for him, like, saying something. But then if they consistently say no, 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 Punk's got to, you know, finally bite the bullet and be like, fine, you want to hurt yourself? Well, but then Jungle Boy took the shot at Punk. So initially, Jungle Boy started that whole back you bet the the back stage brawl yeah. with punk mm-hmm. because he went up to the windshield and tapped it and said real glass and that was the shot at punk so then that what's the problem with me you know yeah yeah i get it and everybody go ahead yeah yeah go go ahead oh, i was just gonna say too like everybody knows that like he's outspoken Punk, you know, I mean Punk. He's outspoken. He's not afraid to say his two cents and whatnot. And, like, they should respect what he has to say, you know. But, like, I feel like that was, you know, he was doing that on purpose, Jungle Boy. I mean, he's like... Oh, 100%. You know, he's trying to stir the pot. And, like, he's part of the problem in that situation, you know. Right. Um, that that little clip that they got there is is the problem in AEW. Yeah. 100%. But... Again, I, I forgot who it was. I tagged you in it on Facebook. That somebody was like, yeah, Punk was always there for me and whatnot. Oh, uh, Fuego del Sol. Fre- Fle- Fuego. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there was he, a- said, he said that he, he, like, is very happy with Punk and all his advice and everything like that. So I guess it just depends on where you stand with the lines that are already drawn. That's right. Your EVPs. So basically now I'm gathering that if you're not on the Young Bucks side, then you're not Yeah. You're not anything in AEW. Right. Hmm. Interesting. And that, of course, that, that's, that's how I think about it. And of course Tony's going to side with them. Mm-hmm. Because without them, does he have much of a company? I think he I think he does. I think he definitely could. If the Young Bucks left, even if Kenny leaves or doesn't leave, you know, forget, you know, Jericho and some of these other guys, like you can still have a, a good company. I mean, Tony's got enough of a wrestling brain where he could bring some uh, other guys in to help kind of run the show. I mean, Dustin's there. I mean, Mark Henry's there. I mean, Big Show's there. Christian's there. Like, they, you got guys in place that, like, have the potential to help you run a very well-balanced company, and, like, I mean, I get it. You know, you're going to have clicks and cults and in any wrestling company, but... Right. Are they healthy? Right. I don't think they're healthy. So... Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know... I don't know, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. See what happens. Where the lines are drawn. But definitely, I think... I mean... I don't know what was going on backstage at AW. But... From... My point of view is I don't really see... I don't think Punk was 100% the problem. I I really think that um, 
they made little groups and a lot of them were with Colt Cabana and Colt Cabana and CM Punk lost their friendship because of their lawsuits and whatnot and that was it. Yeah. Well and I think the problem was he had a bad reputation coming in. So he was already pinned to be the bad guy. And they were hoping that he'd just lay down and when does CM Punk ever just lay down, you know? Right. And that's 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 disappointing because I, I I think I think going into AEW, I think Punk had the mindset of um, of basically saying that you know, yeah, we can work together in the same company, you know. Right. Just because he doesn't want to talk to the guy on a friendship basis, mm-hmm. you know, or might have some anim- animosity towards him because of how things went down. Right. You know, <clears throat> but I mean, they're both at fault for doing that podcast, you know. True. You kind of got to reboot your soul. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. So... I don't know what to tell people. Well, I think they should let CM Punk do what he wants. I think Tony Khan, if if he does have restrictions on CM Punk, let him go out and do whatever. Because if you're gonna, if you're gonna get rid of him. There's no point in trying to hang on to him, like, if you're not going to use him. And obviously, if you're not going to use him, you don't feel like that he can hurt you. Right. So, I'd let him go wherever he wants. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan probably does feel threatened because you know that CM Punk is going to be whatever draw against him. Right. So, let's say he goes to Impact... I mean, Impact's going to be huge. For sure. They're going to be doing 10,000-seat arenas. and. Do you think that Tony Khan's afraid that if he goes to Impact, that he may lose his partnership with New Japan? I'm not sure. I think that with all the stuff that is going on with Tony Khan, I think people are starting to realize it because I seen um, a post just the other day about Tony Khan's booking and whatnot. Late 90s, early 2000s, WCW isn't working. Didn't work then. Why would it work now? Right. So. I think that's what it comes down to is. um, He's trying to do all this old school fantasy booking from back in that time. And that's not even relevant. 
Right. Mm. You know, maybe he needs just needs to go back to the beginning. I know he said this before too, but just go back to what was working for him at the beginning. Right. Signing all these WWE guys didn't help him at all. Right. Yeah, and I'm not saying go out and fire them all, but just let their contracts expire and let them go on their own way wherever they want to go. If they want to go back to WWE, let them. Signing CM Punk in AEW was like the NWA, NWO coming out in WCW. Yeah. Well, and like, AEW did make a lot of good signings, like, at the beginning, you know. You know, them bringing in CM Punk, them having John Moxley, them get being able to get Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, but then after that, they started making some, you know, weird signings, just signing everybody. Like, I don't think signing Keith Lee was a good, was a good call. Mm-mm. Um... You know, was signing um, Matt Hardy a good call? Eh. And the same thing with Jeff. Like, that was more like a nostalgia thing than, like, does it logically make sense? And I think at the time, when they did bring in Matt Hardy, he was kind of like a, a shift in direction when it came to, like, the exalted one with the Dark Order. So, like, maybe at the time it made sense to bring him in for a little bit. But, like, you're telling me you're going to sign Matt Hardy, you're going to sign Jeff Hardy, but you're not going to sign Matt Cardona? He's the hottest thing in, in wrestling in the last two to three years during COVID. Who's been hotter the entire time than Matt Cardona? Nobody. I don't think Matt Cardona likes AEW. Probably not. I, I saw a tweet... I think it was a tweet or something that he did where he had said that he he essentially made himself mm-hmm. and he was like saying how like yeah it's gonna like him leaving WWE was hard because he was like getting consistent money right yep but he was like yeah it's gonna be hard at first you're gonna have to work you're gonna have to give up weekends and do stuff but like Matt Cardona is everywhere and he mm-hmm. holds so many titles and has held so many titles. I bet he makes more money now than he probably did when he was in the WWE. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. He's good. He's good. So, I don't know. Yeah. I mean... Matt Cardona built his brand as Zack Ryder. He got himself over by doing this whole YouTube channel and whatnot. Right. And got that over. So then, of course, they're going to have to do something with him on TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
and and that's the thing that benefits the wrestlers nowadays is social media. Right. You know, it's all through social media now. Yep. So, I don't know if you heard about this, but Sting's going to retire? I did After hear. Revolution? Yeah, I heard that. Did you hear what Vince Russo had to say? I didn't. He said, Sting's last match, bro, is with Ric Flair, bro. It's the only thing that makes sense, bro. He didn't say it like that. I'm just throwing in the bros. But, yeah, he basically said that Ric Flair and, and him are, are like a, a for sure deal. Like, did you see that match that they had in WCW back in when WCW closed down? That was bad. That was horrible. Ric Flair was not in good shape then. I mean, Ric... Let's go back to Ric Flair's last match. No. For a second. It was all psychology behind that match. I guess he was pretty much okay through the whole thing. He claims. He probably was a little dehydrated. You know? So, probably was feeling some kind of sickness, you know, from not being properly hydrated. So, but I think um, for what it was, I mean, it all it all kind of fit together. It wasn't the match that you were anticipating, right? Because of the videos that you were seeing him training with Jay Lethal and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that being said, is I mean, you were getting more of Flair like. 20 years ago almost, you know, we'll see. Right. <clears throat> Instead of the 70-some-year-old player. Right. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I think Sting should try to have a match with, it, it, okay, here. It would be cool to see Sting have a match with somebody from the past, right? Mm-hmm. But as we all know, age does not is not a good thing for a wrestler. You know, they're already beat up. They're already, you know, everybody gets older, things don't work out. So like, if he can have a match with somebody, who, as long as it makes sense for him to have a match with, like and maybe can carry it a little bit like that that makes sense right mm-hmm. i mean i just don't know who that person would be would it be cool to see him have a match with rick flair yes but we all know that that's probably not a good idea you know would it be cool to see him have a match with you know um you know kevin nash or you know, some of them guys from the NWO, yeah, it would be cool. But, obviously, not going to happen. Um, I don't know. I don't know who who he could even really wrestle that would be cool. Because he already wrestled Muda when Muda retired. 
We've already seen that. Muda's not going to come back. I mean, would you be okay if, if they did some kind of storyline where him and Darby Allen had a riff and they, they wrestled one last match? I don't think they need a riff. No, you just think? I think they, they could go um, both ways. But the thing with Darby Allen is, <coughs> is I'm not going to say he's reckless or anything like that. I think if he wasn't such a daredevil, I think it would be a better match. I get what you're saying. I think I think if I think if he would have changed his ways a little bit and wrestled more psychology and you would have seen that through the development of him and Sting's relationship, I think it would I think yes, that would that match would make total sense. See the the problem with Darby is the problem that a lot of other wrestlers Darby size have is you get pit, pigeonholed into <clears throat> well you're small, you got to do high flying. Well you're small, you got to do this. Well, <clears throat> he got pigeonholed into that, and he doing the daredevil stuff is his only way of getting out of that. You know what I mean? Right. If not, then you're stuck. It's the same thing with all them guys. Um, in WCW was when they were doing the cruiserweight stuff. They were putting on. Stupid good matches. They had good characters. Like, all the matches they were doing were great. Not all of them were, like, crazy. I mean, a lot of them were more acrobatic because a lot of them were luchador guys or whatever, right? Right. But then they got pigeonholed into the, well, we're, your guys are only opening guys. You know, you're never going to be anything more. Whereas Jericho kind of broke that mold. Yes, he had to go to the WWE. But, you know, and then a lot of those guys, the next generation of those guys, you know, your AJ Styles, your Christopher Daniels, them guys went and made a name for themselves at, in TNA, so... <clears throat> I don't know, maybe there needs to be another cruiserweight re- revolution. Maybe that's Tony Khan's answer. I mean, look how well it worked at the beginning when WWE first brought it back for 205 Live. You know, all cruiserweight guys, they were putting on crazy good matches. Yeah, well, and the thing with the 205 Live... And I think it would have probably worked out for them if they wouldn't have built a whole show around it. If they would have integrated matches into their products, whether it be NXT or the main, like Raw or SmackDown, mm-hmm. I think it would have worked out then. <clears throat> More than just it being the whole show. More than being the whole show, right? That makes sense. I get what because you're because you're you're tailing it to like one audience, so people that love the cruiserweights are gonna watch it. Are gonna yeah. watch it, but then people who don't are never gonna watch it, and then you don't have the viewers of the regular shows, right? And then it gets put to the wayside. I get you. Yeah, no, that's a valid point. Yeah. Like, Raw's a three-hour show, right? Mm-hmm. So, maybe you have, like, two cruiserweight matches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. During that. Maybe on SmackDown you have one. 
But during that time, look at how many small guys that they had. Yeah, tons, right? Right. Yeah, they had a good roster of, of smaller guys, too, you know? Well, it was just a branch out of NXT. Realistically. Yeah, right. Because the NXT guys weren't performing on the main roster because they were going up against guys twice their size. <clears throat> yeah. How are you going to have a, a, a pack go up against a... Or pack, whatever, go up against a Roman Reigns? Right. Right. You know, I mean... It, but Rey Mysterio defied the odds on that one, too. So, right. I mean, it's possible, but... What, are you going to have Roman Reigns lose to every cruiserweight guy in the division, or what? You know? Right, yeah. I mean, no, you gotta make him look strong, too, or else he's a weak little giant. Right. <clears throat> yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, I get it. It's hard to book that way, too. Right. So. Uh, uh, like, with NXT... Back in the early stages, you know, and even up to the point where I would say the brand switch. Once the brand switch went to NXT 2.0 or whatever, then it became issues. Like, that whole black and gold brand was money. It was money. Yeah. They were putting on a better show with an hour's time period than WWE was putting on in five hours with two shows. Right. Yeah. No, I agree, because, you know, you had... Even before, like, you had, uh, you know, like Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn were doing good work. I mean, um, Pac was doing good work down there, you know. You had Finn Balor down there for a little bit, um, you know, Seth Rollins. But then, like, even if you get into, like, the more stuff closer, you know, uh, Velveteen Dream was doing good work. Adam Cole and, and Undisputed Era guys were doing crazy right. stuff. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, you know. Just imagine if the Undisputed Era would have been on Raw. What would they have done? Well, if they booked them the same way they did in NXT. But I, then I get it. It goes back to your point of these smaller guys can't squit, squash these bigger guys all the time. Right. But that's just the way that, <laughs> that like, wrestling's kind of going now. Like, you don't have the super big guys anymore. You know, you don't have your Ultimate Warriors. You don't have your Hulk Hogan's. You don't have your Macho Man's anymore. Right. You just don't have those guys. You know, you have your, your like, medium to smaller guys, like, you know, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. doing technical stuff. You know, you got your... You know, your Will Ospreys and your Kenny Omegas that are your fast, lightning-paced. Right. I mean, look at Ricochet, you know? I mean, what they do with him as a talent, I mean, it's not really that great. I mean, he gets over a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. And he's just a spectacle to watch because, you know, and every match he does, he's going to do at least ten dives. Right. Which, 
Where's where's the psychology in all that? Right. Know? Yeah. When it gets old after a while. It does. Because you're like, oh, Ricochet, yeah, he's going to do a bunch of flips. Right. I mean, he's incredible to watch. Right. But the 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 psychology behind wrestling is, like, no longer in, in existence, it seems like, a lot of times. Yeah, it's just how many big moves can I get in in a 10-minute match? Right. And get the crowd on their feet, and then... How many false finishes are we going to have? Yeah, I hate that. Maybe one or two is okay, but... Well, especially, like, after a big move, who it was somebody else's finisher. And I know you put it into good perspective for me one time of, like... Oh, yeah, like... Like, uh, you know, Jake the Snake, his finisher was the DDT, right? Put a lot of people away. And then you were saying, like, oh, yeah, other people can do it, but they just don't do it as good as him. Which makes sense. I get what you're saying, but, like... A big one, the Canadian Destroyer. Huge move. And 15 years ago, only one person did it. Now, everybody does it. Right. And it's not as cool. No, that was like the powerbomb. You know, you only had a couple guys doing the powerbomb. Now everybody does a powerbomb. Now everybody does a powerbomb. Even the women do a powerbomb. Right. I don't know. I get it. It's the evolution of wrestling, but... It, you know, it's the elev- evolution of wrestling and where they put it with all the, the kickouts. You know? With all the false finishes. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, it's fun and cool to watch, but, you know, some of that stuff doesn't stick with you. Right. You know? I mean... Can you can can you honestly say that like you watched a ricochet match and you were blown away by on how the match was like start to finish in WWE no now it, when he was in Lucha Underground there was a few matches that I really enjoyed that he did as Prince Puma yeah but it wasn't like oh my god I gotta watch it again it was like oh that's a pretty good ricochet match. But again, he's pigeonholed into that in WWE, so that's what everybody thinks of him as. Right. So that whole thing of, like, watching the same thing over and over again, and, like, it get, it gets old, you know? I mean, it's like, uh, I'm, I'm gonna um, kind of take a page out of um, one of the, the movies from the 80s, the, one of the iconic movies, um, <clears throat> Eddie and the Cruisers. You've probably never seen the movies. They, they were pretty good. Um, but um, like you can dazzle an audience and that's the easy part. But getting them to come back, you know, that's right. That's that's the big key of like making them want to come back to see you. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's why, like, I don't know why WWE doesn't lean on 
some of these producers more. Like, why don't you lean on Paul Heyman more? I mean, look what he did with ECW. He had all these people who had all these different talents and can do all this different stuff from hardcore to technical to whatever, high-flying, all this. And put them in matches with people who made sense to hide their faults and magnify their pluses. Because, like, think about somebody like Sandman. Or, hell, even Tommy Dreamer. Sandman was a fat drunk, could do nothing. But he looked so good in ECW. Tommy Dreamer, the most bland guy, looks like any other wrestler out there. Wears a t-shirt and sweatpants. And he made him a fan favorite because of how he was booked and how he did certain moves and stuff. Right. Yeah. Those guys wouldn't have got over anywhere else. I mean, look at look at Taz. Couldn't get over in WWE. Is that part of that is Vince doing? Mm, maybe. But I mean, look at what they look at what they did to Steve Austin at first. You know, the yeah. ringmaster. Right. Yeah, that makes. They're gonna be the ringmaster. That makes uh-huh. that makes no sense. When like, didn't you hear this guy talk in ECW? Right. Exactly. And you're not going to let him talk? Right. Or like The Rock, when he first came out, as Rocky Maivia. Right. Kind of goofy gimmick. You let him be himself. Raise the eyebrow, wear sunglasses. Completely different character. Right. Talking third person. Wear those silky $500 shirts. <laughs> <clears throat> Or like Triple H. Think about him before DX, the pompous, arrogant, rich guy. Like, that Triple H sucks. Nobody likes that Triple H. Right. Throw a sledgehammer in his hands and a water bottle. Money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Um, I guess that's kind of anybody, though. Right. You know, Shawn Michaels with Marty Jannetty. Break up the band. Shawn Michaels is the hottest thing since sliced bread. Right. You know, think about Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon. Were they bigger name guys in WWE? Yeah, but you... They go to WCW, use their real names, and do this, like, defecting thing. Grab Hulk Hogan to be a bad guy. And they're, they're the start of the Attitude Era. Right. It's crazy. It is. It is crazy. I mean, the, just uh, <clears throat> the hits and misses that, I mean, you can get off of just simple character development. I mean, look at, look at The Undertaker, right? Mm-hmm. WCW, Mean Mark told he was never going to be a draw. Goes to WWE. What a Billy as the Undertaker. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? He put him with Brother Love at first and then Paul Bear took over and the rest is history. So do you think Paul Bear helped make that character more than, more than what it was? Or do you think it's a combination? I mean, I think it was a combination, a lot. Um, 
because um, it, it just kind of went uh, like hand in hand almost. Like you have this Undertaker and then you put Paul Bear with him. Because the Undertaker didn't really talk that much. Right. In those days. Because he would let whoever his manager was talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, I mean, the Undertaker is probably one of the most iconic wrestlers of the 90s. And to this day. Right, and if you think about it, it's a pretty hokey character. Right. <clears throat> right. This dead guy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Super crazy. It's crazy. It, 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 is, it is super crazy on, like, on how things portray out now like we were t- just talking NXT guys you know they're really hot in NXT they move up to the main roster they're cold as ice why is that maybe nobody watches the product back then at, like NXT because NXT is like their own little fan base right you know right small tight group you know kind of like ROH you know yep. it yeah. does have a ROH feel to it yeah, you would never, you would never see like ROH fill the Mecca or Panther Arena, whatever you want to call it. I always call it the Mecca because that's what I grew up on. Um, but you wouldn't see that. But you would, you would get a killer product for however long you were going to be there. Right. Yeah, top to bottom. Yeah. Because there's no drawn-out storylines, you know? You're going to get maybe a quick little video promo of, like, what's going on and how this match became about. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no drawn-out storylines, in-ring promos for 35 minutes apiece. Right. Right. And I... Oh, go ahead. Uh, that, that's like with L.A. Knight, you know? L.A. Knight's going after Roman Reigns right now, you know? And... He's he's doing good. Would I love to see him take the belt or win, win, win the win the main belt? Yeah, sure. You know, but is he going to beat Roman Reigns? And realistically, no. Right. No, they're going to save that for Cody. Cody's going to take it away at Mania. And if he doesn't, then there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say about the shorter storyline thing, too, is <clears throat> that's the one thing I liked about the NWA. is like they have seasons, per se, right? Yeah. And a season is not going to last the whole year. But then that way, like, if you watch season one and then watch miss season two and watch season three, well, they've kind of, like, stopped and started new feuds and, like, they're never gonna like progress backwards and bring things back. I mean, they might, like the next season, but everything's got like a shutoff point. Right. Where like WWE like constantly is turning things on and off and on and off, and right. then going fourteen years back and turning something else on. Right. 
It's hard to follow. Sometimes it is, yeah. So, I, I guess, like they always say, less is more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Less is more. I mean, some of your independent shows, you know, and, like, they can be really drawn out with how they set them up and whatnot. Um, but then sometimes it, uh, it just adds to, to being there too, of like making you want to come back a lot of times. Yeah, no, it makes I sense. I think for, just for the, the investment side of things. So we'll bring up BCW for, for the, the fact of, uh, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, but, uh, like, you'll have the championship match or something like that, you know, and um, so-and-so will be wrestling so-and-so, and then there's another guy that was in the title picture, too. Well, he got screwed out out of this show because he missed his opportunity last month or whatever. So then he's going to come in and ruin the show, you know, mm-hmm. and then set up something up for next week. I mean, that's how it... <clears throat> right, yeah, to keep it going, yeah. Kind of keep things going. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But there's sometimes, too, where you can get that same outlook because of social media nowadays to where you can have a small little feud on social media and then bring it up with just like two simple interviews one interview with that guy for like two minutes and then the interview with that guy for two minutes and then let's collide in the ring mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah or you have a call out you know where one guy's mm-hmm. talking smack on social media and then uh well, you're talking smack about me on social media. Let's 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 have a go at her. Come on out to the ring and let's settle this man to man. Yeah. So, or even take it across different promotions. Right. For independence. And that's very possible too, because that's the power of social media. Everybody sees it. And if nobody sees it, like on a regular, well, that's when you have that brand. Or whatever, or that federation, whatever you want to call it, independent promotion. Um, display it on their social media. To bring everybody up to speed, because mm-hmm. we live in Milwaukee, you know, and our guy Joey the Jet is wrestling Silas for some other promotion up in Michigan. Well... You know what? Let's touch base on that, you know? So, hear about it down Milwaukee. They'll have the match up there. Then they can bring Silas in down here. Which, I mean, Silas would never work for Bruce City Wrestling again, unfortunately. But, such is life on that one, right? Unfortunately. 
But I mean, a lot of guys too. Once they get, once once they become like a big ego, then you know they start booking themselves on shows and then like, ah, I don't really want to do this anymore. Here, I'm gonna go somewhere else where they're gonna pay me more. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. They just finished out their obligations, but that's kind of the wrestling world too, right? That's right. So, all right, well, so we're getting close on time. You got any quick hits? Anything quick you want to add? No, no, I don't think so. Wrestle of the week? Mm. You know... I know it's not going to be a specific wrestler, but I think I got to go with uh I got to go with Billy Corgan. I know he doesn't wrestle, but for him doing the legwork and sticking with the NWA through COVID and bringing it back and now they got a TV deal starting in 2024, like kudos to him. That's that's awesome. Like yeah. Always if wrestling's more accessible to people like like we've always said when there's good competition it's good for wrestling. Right. Unless you're AEW. Because <laughs> your product just stays the same. Yeah. What about you? Who you got? You know, I was watching Impact the other day. I think it was yesterday. And it was for the Impact Knockouts Championship they had. Uh, is it Deanna? Or Diana? Perrazzo? No, Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna? Yeah. Deanna Perrazzo. And Sue Young. Oh, nice. You know, I I don't know if uh, Deanna Perrazzo gets as much credit as she should. Yeah, she's pretty good. She is good. She's definitely up there. So I'm definitely going to go with Deanna Perrazzo. Just watching, watching her on... The impact it was from like 2020 or something like that but um i don't know i don't i don't think she gets so much credit so that's why i'm gonna say her no yeah i have to agree with you she does get forgotten about especially behind like because she's never really been like on a mainstream product as far as you know wwe or whatever so she does get forgotten about from you know, a lot, you know, especially going against WWE with Charlotte and Sasha and Bailey and all them. Um, but same thing with, you know, some of them Japanese girls. Yeah. They're just as good as them, if not better, and they just get forgotten about over here. Because not a lot of people have access to stuff in Japan, so. Right. Well, that's like um, uh, Sue Young, touching base on her. I mean, that character was like crazy. It was really good. I, it was kind of like a spinoff of the like the Undertaker almost mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and it, it was great. But now she she got knocked up by Rich Swan and had a baby, and now you'll probably never see her again. Mm. Such is life, right? Right. Mm. She might come back. Maybe. <laughs> so maybe. Well, then you got Abaddon. I mean, 
as, as much as like I think it's kind of almost like a a version of Sue Young but I mean even that character there I mean Sue Young's not around so I mean why not but <clears throat> there's room for that too yeah so but well it's another, it. another week in the books yep until next week oh wait a minute you're not gonna be around next week no I'll be here will you yeah the week after oh okay alright yeah, I'm getting me- messed up too. Okay. Yeah, the week after. So, yeah. we'll have to figure something out. Right. Yeah, so. Alright. Well. Till next week then. Yeah. As always, tip your waitresses. Right. And, uh, watch more wrestling. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next week. All right, we out. There you go. Follow us on Twitter at BeerCityBoys1. That's the number one, not spelled out. BeerCityBoys1. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Hot Hot tag out. out.